Wildcard Weekend is in the books. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the icon. I am the showstopper. I am your host of the Go For Two special brought to you by the one and only the Two Beers Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm joined, as always, by my ho- co-host, Jordan White, the menace of Monesson. Jordan, how good so, is it? Oh, man. My... My picks weren't so great this weekend, but it's not stopped me from being in a chipper mood. Just yet another postseason where I got to watch everybody else's teams instead of my own. <sighs> one man that's going to get to watch his own team is our other host, our guest co-host, the one, the only, our football guy, Teddy Rapantis. Teddy, how are you? Hey, man, if you're the icon and you're the showstopper, just call me the excellence of execution because I went 6-0 six and, six and oh in these picks this, Teddy, this week. Teddy's, Teddy's excellently executing the X's and O's, baby. Absolutely. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Bang, love it. bang, bang. I'm feeling purdy, purdy good. <laughs> another another, uh, another top – oh, actually, he's, he's probably not the top ranking anymore, but he was at one point. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into nestity, nice, the niceties with the two Bruce salute. In a three, and a two, and a one. Beep. Let's get it on. Ah, all right. Gorgeous. I got um uh, another nuggy necty. I've been slamming these. I'm like at least halfway through my, my case, and I've had it for like four days. Well, guess what? We're twinsies. <laughs> oh, of course we are. Mine's only 368 days older than yours. <laughs> That's all right. No, no biggie. <laughs> Teddy, what are you sipping on? Same as last week. Brick City Brewery, Gloria, Blonde Ale, 5.5% alcohol. Pretty damn good beer right here, man. Gloria. Brick City, Gloria. baby. Well, I, I like how we started out the year just beating the death of Let's Ride, and now we're just going to beat to death the purdy, purdy guy. Oh, we beat it to death weeks Have ago. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think I've, I've stopped Let's Ride. I think I, uh, I got a couple in there last week, too. No, um, you kept I, that I'll, going. And I'll have a couple more, uh, a couple more in here this week. You've solely uh, passed, uh, handed the torch on that one. You kept it going, man. Let's yeah. go, baby. Let's go. Can't miss the run. Oh. <laughs> still, right. still waiting. Still waiting. All right. Well, similar to last year, folks, we're doing this every week. Every week after the games, we're going, uh, we're going live. Talk about the recap of the uh, the playoff weekend that was. Preview what we have going on in the upcoming weekend. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna ride. It's two beers country. Let's crack. <laughs> Let's start off uh, Saturday. Never First misses. game, Seahawks at Teddy's 49ers. Interesting game. Uh, very close in the first half. Teddy, what was your, uh, you know, these are this is your baby. Uh, what was your takeaway from the Niners and the Seahawks? Yeah, it started out, um, I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Um, for... <laughs> The Niners come out, get get go up early. Teddy, Teddy was like, "That fucking Drew had to bring up that ten game win streak. That mother, I, I know. I'm, he's like, I haven't, t- I haven't brought it up in like ten weeks, and now he had to bring it up. Well, that uh, that was running, that was running through my head at some point uh, during that day. And let me tell you something. I mean, you guys should, you guys should have seen me walking around my apartment. I, uh, I, I'm not a superstitious guy, but I'm sitting on one side of the couch. I'm like, all right, Niners go up. This is looking good. I'm sitting here for the rest of the game. 
Then Seattle, after their first two drives, stall out. They come back, touchdown, touchdown, make it a one-point game. And, I, and I'm like, all right, I got to sit on the other side of the couch now. <laughs> and then, then I go. I got to go to the bathroom. And while I'm in the bathroom, the Niners uh, t- take the lead again on a field goal. And I'm like, okay, maybe I got to sit here in the bathroom for the rest of this game. But am I not going to watch this game? <laughs> and then, and then I, of course, I walk out to see Jimmy Ward with that stupid penalty with one second left to go in the half on Geno Smith, that late hit, and you know sets up Seattle for that field goal. And they're going into the half down one, 17-16. And I'm just thinking, stupid Pete Carroll, stupid Seattle. I hate these guys. I've hated these guys for over a decade, dating back to when the Legion of Boom was making Colin Kaepernick's life a living hell. You don't test the best. Right. I'm like, here we go again. Listen, I know it's tough to beat a team three times, but uh, I still was feeling pretty good. I'm like, listen, this team uh, has been through a lot of not, not has not been through a lot of adversity this year. But if anybody's going to step up this time, it's going to be this defense and. That's what they did in the second half. They, until the Seattle got that garbage time touchdown with two minutes left in the game, they didn't allow any second half points. That's been one of their MOs all year long. They had a five-game stretch, I think, where they didn't allow, allow second half points. So um, really happy to see the defense step up, force Geno into two really bad interceptions. Uh, once One on one, Seattle was driving on a very important drive that uh, if Seattle had scored there, would have cut the game down to three points, I think. So... Uh, on, on the flip side, Brock Purdy, after uh, having a couple shaky throws in that first quarter, uh, 332 yards through the air, three touchdown passes, no picks. Uh, I think his quarterback rating was 131, which was the highest uh, of all of Wild Card Weekend until maybe tonight with Dak Prescott. I'd have to check that. McCaffrey, 119 on, on the ground. Uh, Debo, doing what he usually does, 133 yards, a touchdown. Ayuk came up with some big catches and key moments. He was Jawan one. Dak Jennings. was one forty three point three tonight. So Dak's probably got the the <clears throat> leading QBR now for the weekend. But correct. Uh, listen, man, when I what I saw with Brock Purdy, a kid making his first playoff start, he's playing b- beyond his years. He's you know he's looked great the last six weeks of the of the season in these six starts that he played. You're going into your first playoff game, twenty three years old. And you just don't see this, especially with a seventh-round pick, the last pick of the draft. Um, you, you just don't really see this. And, ne- and never. You, you never, never see, see the final pick of the draft doing anything like this. Right, and, and I, heard, I heard a lot of analysts. I forgot who it was who said it. We have to let you know how rare this is. This does not happen from a seventh-round pick playing like this. I'm, left, I'm lifting up the sarcasm sign, but nobody can see me because we're not on video. Um, <laughs> well, the uh... – I, I, I'm saying the the final pick of the draft, Teddy. The final like, pick like, of the draft. They're, they're, they're seventh round picks and undrafted guys. I mean, le- lest I remind you, Willie Parker was an undrafted free agent he was. Who, who was the Super Bowl MVP. But right. I mean, the the Mister Irrelevant. This just never happens. Never happens. So, you know, Niners did what they do, man. Five hundred total yards of offense, three twenty four in the air, one hundred eighty one on the ground, eight yards of play. You know, they just took it to Seattle. Seattle hasn't been good all year against the run. No. And in, the, in that second half, it was a completely different game. You know, Seattle was all pumped up going into that half leading a point. And then kudos to the Niners for saying, hey, you know what? We're the bullies on the block. We're going to bully you. And that's what they did. What, what did you guys see in this game? Uh, I'll be I'll be quick because I was driving during the um, most of the second half. But yeah. it just it just seemed like in the first half, like the Niners' secondary was a little off. They were letting Metcalf get some uh, 
some right. some some bigger plays. I mean, obviously you had the you know the roughing the passer that got them the got them the lead off that field goal. I don't know. They just yeah, it just seemed like they were giving up a little bit. Um, just I don't know, give it a given the Seattle receivers a little too much respect to where they are until they clamp down. Um, I, don't know, I I said it last week. Like Gino Gino's had a hell of a year, and he, I know he's first in some categories. He broke what Russ's uh, records. He has not looked as sharp though the last four or five weeks. Um, he definitely came back, you know, came back to earth and, you know, that's pretty much what happened in the second half uh, of this game from what I could, I could tell when I was listening on the radio on my drive and then the Niners and the Niners. And this is why I said last week where, eh, like I, I didn't really give Shanahan too much thought about coach of the year because like, like his off, like his offense and the skill players he has, you don't really need your quarterback to make big like you're not dependent on him to make big plays like he just has to get like you've got three guys in McCaffrey Debo and uh Kittle Kittle that dude they're just they're just great great in space players and yards after catch guys all you gotta do is hit them in stride on seven eight yard um passes and they're gone like with Debo what did Debo what did Debo Debo catch a nine that's not Necessarily, I, I, he's doing more than that though. Like he's scrambling. Yes. He's, yeah, I know. For, 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 he's for sure. He's extending yeah, plays. Yeah, for, Drew, for sure. Drew, even, even you said that going through his progressions. Hunt, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the big thing for him. Don't take away. I'm not. I'm not discounting what Purdy's doing. I'm just saying, like, I'm not as concerned with them going to the third string quarterback right. with with what their skill guys do well. Like he threw what? Like so, a he threw like a nine yard pass to Debo that Debo then took to the house. Yeah, like seventy yard. He took it. Yeah, like that's yards. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just like I like they're. That's why they're dangerous. The team because like those guys, like you know, yard yard after catch guys are, are dangerous, especially in today's NFL where you know defenders are getting flagged for the dumbest shit. Like if these guys catch the ball with a little bit of breathing room, like McCaffrey's gone. So, but that's why I took it back. I mean, it was just a matter absolutely. of time to the night. No, absolutely, took, took bro, bro, but. Yeah, Jordan's right though. Brock's extending plays. Yeah, he's not just managing the game. He's, no, no. He's, I, he's, I text. What did I text you? I texted you guys. He he's better at going through progressions this year <laughs> than Jalen Hurts was last year. Don't at me. Like, and that's all, watching him on two drives. I'm like, like he's looking like option one, option two, option three. All right, they're not there. Let me get check down to McCaffrey. Like that's that's what Jalen wasn't doing last year. It was like option right. one. Nope, I'm out. Like I'm running. And and our boy Brian Boldinger. Uh, breaking it down on Twitter, when, when he was breaking that film down, it reminded me exactly of that comment you made about, about um, you know, his progressions. He showed a play where Purdy went through three or four progressions and said, all right, I'm just going to dump it down here to Elijah Mitchell for the touchdown. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Playing beyond his years, a 23-year-old kid, uh, you know, just and, – and the team, it inspires the team. I, I got to see some footage – from NFL films where they were mic'd up and Brock comes to the sideline after he throws Debo a touchdown and says, man, playing football with you is a lot of fun. And <laughs> Debo just gives him a big hug. And then Bro- and then Brock's just pumping up his receivers, man. What about those blocks you guys made down the field? It's all about you guys. Like, he's rallying the team, man. I-, I love to see it. I love to see it. Love it. JL, any, uh, any other no. takes from that game? Nope. I was just going to try and chime in on – party but you guys ran with that so all good what do you guys think about seattle uh going forward i mean are they keeping gino around or what um probably okay i, I think i think i think they'll draft somebody but they'll yeah keep him I, that's what i was gonna say you who can, else i mean who I, all, what yeah 
uh, come bring him back for a year, maybe two, and then draft a guy, and then kind of let right. let Gino kind of like give give the draft pick some breathing room, and then you know midway through the year, if Gino's kind of underperforming, here's a and or, I'll do or this. Just let 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 the draft pick kind of marinate for a year or two behind yeah. Gino, and maybe after two years, be like, all right, draft pick ready, Gino, you're out, and make the transition. I, I, and I, again, I don't know anyone's cap situation. Is that a potential Lamar landing spot? Well, Gino's a free agent, I think. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not. he doesn't have that much of a salary now. So I'll pull it back up. I mean, other than Metcalf, like Metcalf, they saw, they, they gave they gave him a big deal, right? Like, that was a big thing with him. Like, he was uh, yes. going to hold out. Yes, he, he, got, he got paid, yes. But, like, Kenneth Walker's a rookie. He's, he's a rookie. Like, they, they got a lot of guys on rookie deals. So, I don't, I don't know what their cap is, but uh, – They'll be yeah. a competitive team. That could be. Yeah, I mean, that that could be a sleeper Lamar team. Like you gotta think, like Metcalf. You, you know, when you got a, when you got a, a running back and a wide receiver in place there. You know, their yeah. deal. They just they they gotta they they gotta fix their offensive line because I feel like that's been a little. Uh, you know, that's been a weak a weak point for them for uh, a little while now. Uh, Mikey Evans, uh, Dallas. for anyone. Uh, Dallas and Tampa still going on, but uh, uh, yeah, I got it on. Yeah, that I would saw. be wild. <laughs> um, Seattle has the fifth most most cap space at forty seven and a half million going into next year. Interesting. There you go. Uh, could be. Could could keep uh, keep the eye out on Lamar. Uh, Lamar, their, watch. Their top five highest paid players. Well, I guess six because there's a little bit of a tie. But uh, Jamal Adams eighteen point one million. Condry <sighs> Diggs eighteen point one million. Tyler Lockett sixteen point seven. DK Matt, Metcalf thirteen point seven. Um, and then Nuosu, Nuosu 12.7, and Shelby Harris, 12.2. Um, those are the cap hits. But uh, So nobody's making $20 million on their team, so that's that's pretty good. Yeah, could be. We could see it. Um, all right, on to the next. Jail, you're probably – you may have been the only one that watched this live. Uh, me and Teddy were having a romantic uh, Italian uh, dinner. So uh, – <laughs> You've been Mr. Chargers all year. You had him preseason to go to the Super Bowl. You had him going and winning to the Super Bowl last week. They go into Jacksonville. Show show is yours. Um. So. Yeah. So I guess we'll just to recap. Yeah. You know, huge lead at halftime. Twenty-seven nothing. Um. Actually, I think the Jaguars did score right before the end of the half. But uh, I had uh props going prop prop parlay so of course i was locked in the whole second half didn't ha- didn't turn it off at all um and i'm just like it, it it's just like we've seen it before in like the the falcons patriots super bowl uh like basketball games we've seen it where it's just like okay well if they're gonna come back this needs to happen in the next like three minutes of game time oh okay well it did happen well i mean that's cool but like they still need like five more things to happen. So, like, <laughs> you know, it, this would have to happen in the next three minutes. Oh, no, it did happen. Nope. Okay. Well, we're still four things away. So, like, this would have to happen in the next like ninety seconds. Oh, it did. Okay. Well, we're still like three away. So, like, in the next five minutes of game time, this would have to. Oh, there, there it is. Okay. Well, I guess we got a game now. And sure enough, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how or why, but like. Again, you just need first downs, and that's where, like, and we we talked about this, and it may have been on the regular pod, or may have been on the go for two, I'm not sure, but, like, this is where Austin Eckler being the number one, I think he was the number one fantasy running back, 
I is think he was, di- yeah. is different than actually having a running game. Because if you actually have a running game where you could go get four, five, six, seven yards a clip and shorten the game, that made all the difference in the world. And, like, they just couldn't. They didn't do it. And, like, Jacksonville stacked up against the run. And for whatever reason, the Chargers threw a good amount because, again, they're, they're in their minds, I'm sure they're thinking, okay, we're one more touchdown away from icing this. Like, just get some first downs, go down, stack some points. And, like, you have to do both. You have to squeeze the game and you have to go get you know, a, a couple more field goals, one more touchdown. And everything that they needed to go wrong, uh, everything the Jaguars needed to happen, happened in the second half. Um, so, Do you think it was, and again, because I, I, I didn't get to watch of it, was it the offense, the Chargers offense really wasn't great the entire game, and it was just the fact that the Lawrence gave that yeah, Lawrence just gave them great field position in the first half because he threw four picks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, yes, it was it was everything. Everything that was like the lead was was advantageous on turnovers. Um, the offense never really got clicking because you know they were just had short fields and. They never really had to put together a drive, so their offense wasn't clicking. Um, the de- their defense was out there forever, but then, you know, by the time Jacks- – I'm sorry, Jacksonville's defense was out there forever, but by-, by the time Jacksonville stopped having turnovers and their defense got some rest, but the Chargers were out of sync on both sides of the balls by the time – on both sides of the ball by the time, like, the fourth quarter started. Um, and it was just – Again, it's where if you have a running game, that helps settle everything. They don't actually have a real running game. Um, but yeah. I, I just wanted to make this point, too. I tried to warn you all, don't <laughs> never bet a Jaguars game or a Chargers game. You did say that. You just don't bet it. And I and said st- the Chargers were going to charge her it up. I did say and, that. And so what did this guy do, This this professional shark? When the Chargers were up 27 <laughs> nothing, some book somewhere in Vegas offered, what, a minus 142,000 bet or something like that? Right, so yeah. Th- so this guy drops $1.4 to win eleven grand, which is what sharks <laughs> do. That's, like, kind of their bread and butter. Like, they take ridiculously, like, strong odds, drop a wad on it, and then, like, that's their spending cash for the week. Like, that's what happens. This guy did not listen to the Two Beers podcast. He did not stay away <laughs> not. from the Jaguars and the Chargers. He loses on a live bet when the Chargers were up twenty-seven nothing. He lost his. Was it wait? Was it Teddy? Was it fourteen million or one point four? I think it was one point four. It was one point four to win eleven grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah that to win that guy grand. lost lost his ass on that bet. On how he he did not enjoy himself that second half. There's no. There's no two no two ways about that. Yeah, well, like, uh, I just want to add, and like Drew said, we were we were having a nice Italian dinner while this was going on, and I kept getting the alerts. Uh, another Trevor Lawrence interception. This is the second one. Oh my God, a third interception. Oh my God, a fourth interception. At that point, you're kind of like, all right, this, <coughs> this looks this looks mathematical. And like you just said, Jordan, um, it probably was that the Chargers were getting short short fields because Austin, Austin Eckler. 13 carries for 35 yards. He was bottled up. I know he had the two touchdowns, but 
they barely were able to get anything going on the ground, it looks like, with him. And he, he wasn't even involved in the passing game either, either. Two catches for eight yards. So kudos to the Jaguars' defense uh, in that second half to only hold that Chargers offense to three points because, like you said, if anything else happened, maybe a couple more first downs even to get him in field goal range, this is a different game. And, and, and on top of that, that last Jaguars touchdown that they got – there was a penalty by Bosa, Joey Bosa, threw his helmet off in the field to play, uh, moved the ball up to the one-yard line, and Doug Peterson said, you know what, let's just go for two here, make it a two-point game. So that's what really allowed them to win this game because they would have been coming down to kick that field goal to make it a tie game. Instead, it was a, it was a game-winning field goal. So that, that kind of uh, was a key moment in the game. And uh, just props to Trevor Lawrence for shaking off four interceptions uh, in your first playoff game, that could probably mess with a lot of quarterbacks' uh, yeah. psyche. For him to come back and turn that into four touchdowns, it just kind of proves that he has arrived. This team uh, is further ahead than we thought that they were going to be this year, thanks to Peterson, Lawrence stepping up, and even Travis Etienne kind of coming on here in the second half of the season. On top of the really good receiving uh, weapons that they have, and t think about next year, they're going to add Calvin Ridley to this. He, uh, he yeah. signed on, and you know he had this year's suspension. So you're going to add another big-time receiver to this offense. The Jags might be around here in the playoffs for a little bit here. Yeah, and great great stat that uh, I'm, I'm just sad we didn't have last week on the pod. But um, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. Amazing. In college and high school, he's never lost on a Saturday. Wild, right? It's absolutely wild. It never so, lost on a Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely. Too does. bad he's in the league that plays on Sundays. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> any hoodles. Any hoodles. Um, what else? I mean, the Chargers. Uh, uh, the Chargers. Uh, here, Brandon Staley. The, here's the I mean, thing. He's the Chargers. Test, right? No, well, the Chargers are a cheap organization. They they don't really make these crazy hires. There's been talks that Sean Payton's really pushing. If he had to have his pick, it would be this team because you got the ready-made quarterback and, and the team already. But do but, you have the ready-made quarterback? Like, should we? Are we there? Uh, like, it's her. Like, I feel like Herbert gets a lot of a lot of leeway compared to some of these other quarterbacks, man. Listen, I'll I'll chalk it up this year. Last year he was lights out. This year that rib injury affected him early on. Um, maybe he gets a new coach in there, and then he just rediscovers his potential right. again. I right. I still think he's a good quarterback, but. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Staley. I mean, they got to the playoffs. They should have won this game. I think he's gonna. they're going to give him a chance to play this out. I don't know how many years he's got on the contract. But if something happens next year where they miss the playoffs uh, and or they start blowing these games again, he's gone. He's a goner. So, so Herbert is 24 years old. This, yep. is, his, this is his third season. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I mean. And this was I, his first playoff game, so. Yeah, I, I think I think he's. Uh, well, I just I just mean in terms of um, Peyton being like he's got the ready-made quarterback there. Well, if you were comparing Jack yeah, coaching jobs, like if he's gonna pick, if he's gonna pick any of the teams that are available, that's the best spot for a quarterback. I mean, comparatively, Joe Burrow. This is his third season. Joe Burrow's twenty-six years old. So yeah, that's yeah. Fair. Um, I I don't know. I think. I think I think Herbert's pretty good. I think the skill put it this way, the skill sets are incredible. Um it's just a matter of becoming that consistent winner, which I mean the you think about the guy he replaced 
Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers was amazing. Philip Rivers, how many playoff games did Philip Rivers win? Like barely any, right? So they went to the AFC Championship. Uh, the, yeah, I mean he had his fair share, but it was they he went was to always the getting AFC eliminated. Championship yeah, I think game, I think, the I, think, one year I, think on ACL yeah, and, I think Rivers won a decent amount of playoff games. Just never got to the the Super Bowl. But yeah, I was yeah. I was just saying when in a in in a time where a lot of young quarterbacks are getting ragged on, it's like Herbert, you know, gets a gets a free pass all the time. But that's fine. No worries. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Pretty wild. Third was third largest comeback in playoff yeah, history. Yeah, let's throw that in there. Third um, largest unbelievable. comeback. Unbelievable. Playoff history. Dougie, yep. Dougie, Dougie P at it again, man. Another elite, <laughs> elite perform, all elite performance. All elite performance, just- baby. Oh man, <laughs> great, uh, yeah, great advertising for that wrestling company throughout the playoffs with Jacksonville there. So right. All right, that was Saturday. Now on to the Sunday games. We started off in Buffalo. The Miami Dolphins went into went into Buffalo uh, without their starting quarterback, without their backup quarterback, starting Skyler Thompson. Automatically, I was annoyed just because I just think of Skyler White and how much she was awful. So I'm like, oh, this guy's <laughs> gotta this guy's gotta be the absolute worst. And like we talked about on the pod, they didn't have Mostert. Uh, who again was uh, I thought he was a really really big piece for them this year. Um, interesting game Buffalo. You get you get January January Josh uh, mm-hmm. to start the first quarter. They score 14, 14 quick points. He has some incredible throws. You're like these. It's it's just a matter of time before they just completely blow the doors off. And then he turned into December Josh, and we get two picks and a fumble. Uh, to where Miami then scores 17 points in the second quarter. And we got a 2017 Buffalo lead at halftime. I'm not going to lie. I was I was nervous for Buffalo. I was really nervous that they were coming off of, you know, that big emotional game um, on on Sunday uh, with, with DeMar Hamlin. And it, they were just going to start to really clench up here. And even, even with this, you know, even with – Skylar Thompson as quarterback of the other team. I mean, they just they didn't look sharp. Allen, yeah, I know, I know, we had some squabbles in our group text about how how much of that was uh, this stuff was Josh Allen's fault that was going on in the game. But I, I definitely, but you know, I definitely was getting nervous at halftime that the Bills were somehow going to blow this game. Uh, Jo, how did you? Uh, what What are your thoughts about it? Um, I kind of mentioned before. I threw one caveat out there as we were closing the preview for this game of, hey, the Bills still don't have a run game, and their defense is still not great. It hasn't been great since Von Miller went down. Down, yeah. Again, they needed the two kickoff returns to to win the big emotional game at the end of the season. So, um, now Skyler played the game of his life, so I (laughs) – I, it, it, I a little bit don't know how to, to judge it, but at the same time, it feels like if if Miami's third stringer can do this to them, you know, what what are the Cincinnati Bengals going to do to them? Um, uh, not not to put the cart before the horse, but, um, yeah. And, I mean, Buffalo, they, you know, they, they did finally settle in. Uh, they ended up winning 34-31. They got up 34, um, what was it, 34-23. 34 they 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 were up two scores going into the the last 6 or 7 minutes of the game until Miami scored uh 
scored again to make it make it interesting. And then they, you know, they had a big defensive stand. Um, Teddy, you're 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 Mr. Josh Allen. You're the you're the captain of that ship. Uh, I am. Tell tell us why we're overreacting on on the Buffalo well, Bills here. Well, well we we did, like you said we discussed it in the group chat. We were we were kind of debating on where those interceptions on Josh Allen. I know me and Jordan didn't agree on that one deep ball to uh, John Josh Brown, Brown. John yeah. Brown. <clears throat> where it kind of looked like, and I mean Romo pointed it out. It's always hard to tell, and it happens a lot. And it, it could be like minor situations in games where you don't realize it. Like it just miscommunication on the route. Maybe a receiver thinks he's supposed to be running one route when he's not supposed to be. Maybe a quarterback messes it up and thinks his guy's going to be running a certain route and he's not. Now it it did look like John Brown might he he didn't stop running, right, Jordan? You said he didn't stop running it on that. It looked like route. he ran the post, and it looks like Josh Allen threw the deep post. Right. So we um, don't know who that really is on. I mean, it, Romo just kind of threw Brown overthrow. under the bus. It could have just been an overthrow. I mean, could have been because, ro- ro- like I said, Romo Romo put the blame on on Brown. So right, and the second pick was a bounced off Cole Beasley's chest, I think, right, and it tipped in the air, and, and the Dolphins got it. So both of those put them. The one turnover, obviously, we're going to put on Josh is the first play of the second half. He gets rushed, sacked, stripped, fumble, fumble Ruski t- for the touchdown. That that's where I got nervous. I'm like, well, here we go. Like now they're down. Uh, now they're kind of panicking, like, oh, my God, Miami's – this game is too close for comfort. I thought the whole time Buffalo outplayed Miami the entire game. There was nothing that I saw from Skylar Thompson. Uh, we talk about we, – we were just talking about a rookie quarterback and Brock Purdy. These, both these guys came out of the same draft class. And you just notice a world of a difference between how Brock plays, co- cool, calm, poised, collected. Skylar – Looked like a guy that was making – a rookie that was making his first playoff start that the moment was kind of too big for him. He did make some nice throws. I mean, when you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, He looked like he was playing the system more so than Brock Purdy. Like, right. He, like, like he was kind of making the, all right, the pre-snap, the read is here. That's where the right. ball's going. And and I made the point that McDan- Mike McDaniel's offense is a carbon copy of, of Shanahan's. He. He coached there. He was the offensive coordinator there. So the offense is very similar. And I will say, though, that the receivers from Miami had a lot of big drops. If you want your guy, if you want a guy like to, to so carry it, drops. Yeah. right, if you, if you want to carry a guy like Skylar Thompson, who's really, like you said, is playing the system, you got to show up and make some, you got to show up and make some catches for your quarterback. So uh, you're, you're right on that. You're right on the money with that, with that, Jordan. Uh, he was definitely. That's a guy that your team had to rally around him and show up for him, and it just seemed like that they, they didn't. And it, it just seemed like Miami's hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. I kind of did not panic until that, until that fumble returned for a TD. But once, once Josh got going in that second half and they went up two scores, I was like, all right, they, they got this now. And I know you guys are saying, what's Cincinnati going to do to them? We'll talk about it soon, but it's not like Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, look, what's fair. Buffalo going to do to Cincinnati? So uh, we'll see. But to me, um, listen, all that matters now is survive in advance. Doesn't survive matter what the advance. final. Doesn't matter what the final score says. They they got the job done. A wise, Obviously, they got to play man better. Once said, "Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning." Hundred percent, man. So uh, they move on here. Obviously, you have to clean some things up, but I'm I'm feeling pretty good about Buffalo going forward. All right, all right. Uh, not a ton to talk about with Miami. Like, I mean, when you're when you're on your third quarterback. Yeah, the what, question there is: Is Tua? Yeah. They made. I heard. I saw the news that 
they're expecting Tua to return. So is that a smart thing, or what do you what do you guys? Well, think? here's here's yeah, you you guys. This is where they need to be, and they will be in the market for one of these veteran backups, an Andy Dalton, a Jameis Winston, you know, somebody like that. Where okay, if Tua takes yet another hit to the head, or anything i mean the guy's been injury plagued you know starting from his draft status with his hip and everything else um you got to have a plan like a viable plan b like you know are they are they uh i mean garoppolo is probably going to be out there for a starter for somebody but like right you know they're going to be they're not bringing back teddy yeah i mean in in teddy's case I mean, the most important thing for him to continue his NFL career is to be healthy, you know. And, like, I I think he's very capable as a backup. And if, hey, you know what, if the number one goes down, throw him in there for seven games to steady the ship. You know, if he needs to win a playoff game, he's capable of doing that. But if you're not even healthy when you need to be, it's harder to get those gigs. Because uh, right. you have to be able to prove <coughs> you could do it. <laughs> Who so, uh, got – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Gun to your head right now because we'll get there. But uh, who would you take as a starter next year, Tua or Tom Brady? Tua. Yeah, I think Tua. Okay. All right. I, I think they land Mitch Trubisky as their backup. Was Mitch on a one-year deal? Um, no, but I don't think I, I don't know what the money is. It was a, it was a two year deal. Um, but he doesn't want to be back with the Steelers, and all all the talk is that Trubisky's out, um, Rudolph is out, and the Steelers actually want to bring Josh Dobbs back as their backup. Apparently, okay. That's all. That's all the talk here in Pittsburgh. So, um, you I know, think and I, I think I think Mitch Trubisky could be had on the cheap, you know, a sixth round pick, something like that, fifth round pick. Definitely. Which for them is worth the insurance. Um, hey, by the way, I, while you guys were talking, I I did a little googly of uh, um, Philip Rivers playoff uh, wins. Sure. Uh, in his um, seven, wait, how many years was it? Uh, let me toggle back. In his 17-year career, how many playoff wins do you think he had? With both teams? Yes. Well, he uh, was only with Indy for a year, right? I mm, mean, yeah, yeah, but they won. They won a playoff game, didn't they? No. no oh, no they, lost. Lost. no, they lost to the Bills because they did that asshole go-for-two thing when they're uh, down 13. Um, right. Five? I'm going to say – Five. Okay. Yeah. Oof. Five and what? What's his complete record? Five and seven. Five and okay, seven. Yeah. I know he was on the wrong side of a lot of those because he was playing against Brady and Manning and, and Roethlisberger. So. Yep, yep. And conversely, Patrick Mahomes, how many w- playoff wins do you think he has? Oh, he's, he's like eight, eight or nine already, isn't he? I was, I was going to say 14. He has eight. Uh, yeah. When, when they were in the division for two years at the same time, how many playoff wins did Patrick Mahomes have? Four? Five. Um. It was um, four. Hold four, on. yeah. Let me let me double check. It had to be because yeah, of the Super Bowl yeah. year, right? Yeah, yeah four. Yeah. Cra- crazy, man. Uh, all right. On to the easiest, easiest <laughs> game to call. 
Wait, the... wait, were we gonna wait? Are we preview? Oh, wait, previewing next week after. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna recap these games here though. But the easiest call of the entire weekend. Sure. The New York Football Giants <laughs> go in to Minnesota to play Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, and Team Skull, Skull, whatever the hell you call that stupid Skull, thing. yeah. <laughs> the Giants. Wax the Vikings. It's actually a seven-point game, but yeah, that's, wa- that's <laughs> waxing. It was that's like waxing. Time. The Niners, the Niners wax the Seahawks. That's waxing. They they <laughs> owned, They completely outplayed the Minnesota Vikings. That all dominated them. Thirty-one twenty-four. They win the game. Uh, Danny Dimes, big dick. Danny Dimes, Saquon <laughs> Barkley. God, he's beautiful. I. Uh, he's probably my favorite football player, to be honest with you. I, I love that dude. Uh, you know, just just beautiful, beautiful football. And Kirk, the game en- and the game ends on such a perfect Kirk Cousins note. Fourth and eight. Fourth and eight. He throws a three yard pass, five yard short of the <laughs> sticks. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, Giants. Giants go out big lead. They got fourteen nothing in the. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm lying. I'm lying. Vikings score seven nothing. They they score on their first possession. Giants come right back and just move the ball right down their throats. And when when they did that and Saquon got that touchdown, I'm like, Giants are winning this game. I have no doubt. The fact that the Vikings like they couldn't even their defense is so bad that they couldn't even make like one stand coming off the momentum of their offense having like a seven minute drive and and just punching it in the end zone. Couldn't even do that. Uh, Giants go up 14. Then they go up 14-7, 17-7. Vikings eventually get this game tied at uh, at 24. And then the Giants, they go for it on a couple of fourth downs, uh, get another touchdown to go up 31-24. And the Vikings, they just can't. After Even after, even after being rewarded by what I thought was just – I I understand what they might have called, but it was an egregious roughing the passer call, in my my opinion. Uh, I yeah, thought it was, it was really bad. That gave the gave the Vikings um, a first down, which would have put them second and probably twenty. I think that would have been maybe maybe th- it might have been third and twenty. I can't remember. Um, and then yeah, and then Cousins. You have you know you have Hawkinson. I mean you have Thielen, Justin Jefferson. You got all these guys, Dalvin. And you throw a three yard, a three yard pass, five yard short of the sticks. Um, Justin Jefferson, seven catches, only forty seven yards. Uh, he really hurt the Giants in their meeting a couple weeks ago. Basically, a non factor in this game. Um, even if you would have given him, he, he scored a touch. Yeah, you know, he we we thought he scored a touchdown in that first possession. I mean, even if he did, it's still forty seven yards. They scored anyway, so uh, doesn't really change his overall impact. On, on the game. Hawkinson really was the X factor for Minnesota. 10 catches with 129 yards. Um, Dalvin was, you know, he was okay. 15 carries, 60 yards. But, you know, the real story was, you know, Danny Dimes goes in there, 301 yards, two touchdowns. Yep, no turnover. That was, we saw what we thought about. The, the Giants, they control the clock and they don't turn the ball over. You know, he had 78 rushing yards. Saquon, 53 rushing yards, five catches with 56, five catches for 56 yards. Um, all around, just team effort, uh, and uh, Giants are moving on. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. What, uh, you guys had any different takeaways, but it just again, the Vikings. 
you know, eleven and zero this year in one possession games, and that was kind of my thing. I'm like, awesome. They 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 basically need the they they need a full a full sixty minutes to beat the ten mediocre teams that they beat uh, that were one possession games, uh, excluding Buffalo. And you know, this is where they eventually that's gonna bite you in the ass, and that's what it did. And uh, they just couldn't come back. Giants take the win. Yeah, uh, Jones, first quarterback in NFL history with 300 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and 70-plus rushing yards in a playoff game. He stands alone uh, on the top of the mound with that. Stands alone. That's pretty incredible for a guy making his first playoff start. Uh, We all know the story. And halfway through this season when the Giants were kind of sputtering after their hot start, we were hearing the, you know, we live in the New York New Jersey area here. Well, at least Drew and myself. Drew's down in Philly, but I know Jordan's out in Pittsburgh. But I listen to a lot of sports radio. I listen to a lot of callers calling on these radio shows. Everybody was ready to move on from Daniel Jones uh, about halfway through this season saying, hey, this is Gettleman's mistake. You drafted him too high. This guy can't make the good decisions. He's not turning into the quarterback we expect him to be. Well, he finally matured. This is what Giants fans have been waiting for. 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. He looked really good, and they utilized his legs again, just like they did these last couple games at the end of the season. In tandem with Saquon Barkley, when you have a quarterback that can move like that and the defense has no answer for it, you see what happens. Um, Giants, big under, you know, underdogs coming into this game. If you looked at it from a football perspective, you had to look at it and say, okay, the, if the Giants just run the ball well – and Jones doesn't turn it over, uh, something that he's been known for in the past, then they'll be just fine. And, and then these, these receivers that kind of are no-name receivers, except, you know, uh, Slayton's been there for a while now, but a kid like Isaiah Hodgins coming out of nowhere, 805 yards and a touchdown, um, just got to give credit to the coaching staff, I think. And I came on this podcast and I said, you know, Kyle Shanahan should be coach of the year, but Brian Dayball, Dayball is probably going to get it, and this is why he deserves it. I mean, he turned his team around. They got their, you know, Jones got his first playoff win. He's got the Dayball's got the experience from Buffalo, so he brought the confidence to this team. He's made this team believers. The defense has been stepping up huge, and hey, man, don't put it past them. That game with Philly next week is going to be really interesting. We're going to get into it, but oh yeah, let's just, let's just give kudos to Daniel Jones, Barkley, and the defense for holding this top offense uh, in check. Jordan, what'd you think about this one? Um, yeah, I mean, back back and forth game. Um, you know, it it was always going to come down to the end because that's what the freaking Vikings do. Um, and like Drew said, they were just one too many times back to the well. Um, Kirk Cousins actually did play decently um 31 of 39 273 and two tds qb rating of 112.9 um but the the meme is just hilarious of like uh what's what's the the pranks what's the prank show where it's like um, oh practical jokers practical jokers yeah it's like it's fourth and eight all right now throw a three-yard pass he throws a three-yard pass and they just start cracking up backstage like that meme just cracked me up. That was awesome. Um, not great, not great, Kurt. Yeah, the, the the craziest stat to me in this game, and, and I, I'm I can't, I honestly can't even wrap my head around it. Daniel Jones, seventeen carries, seventeen. That's like that's like 
compare well just for comparison dalvin cook 15 carries daniel jones ran the ball more times than dalvin cook like that's that's a that's wild and yeah and, that and that's that i just said that 300 70 yards rushing, the two touchdowns. I thought a guy like Colin Kaepernick might have had stats like that at one point. But for, for Daniel Jones to be the only guy well, to have you those. Would, you would think that the quarterback snapped off like a 50-yarder or something. Right. Yeah. But 17 carries. 17. He was their primary rusher. That's Right. And it's like it's kind of crazy that like the <laughs> like if you're the Vikings, and I, I put a lot of the coaching staff, even more than like Cousins. Like it's fun, again, it's funny to like tease him and all that fun stuff. How are you not prepared for that? Like, who's the like who is the downfield threat that you are so concerned about that like you're not prepared for Daniel Jones to like use his legs? I don't. After the first seven carries, like be like, all right, look, we got to set the edge, like something wild, right? Like pretty wild. I, I don't. I didn't get it. I'm just like, why? Why? And then, I was like. And then they're and then they're falling for like the the Seton Hall flag football. I'm six <laughs> yards past the line of scrimmage and I'm pump faking you and I'm gonna fall for a pump like falling for pump fakes when he's six the, six the yards past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> the what, what are you doing? Oh so, man, it was bad. Drew, where do the Vikings go from here? You 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 think you well what what? Well, the problem is, and I again, it's you it's, you, you called for for Cousins to be gone. Like you? the yeah, I mean. What, what you're just gonna like, this is what you got like I don't know I don't think he's he's the at least there for another he's at least there for one more year it's yeah not this is where yeah, this is where like I I struggle with the cap and how the dead money works because I was like <laughs> and again here's another here's another thing where I'm like is that a Lamar landing spot like because that no, I mean yeah. that team as you know playing with Justin Jefferson's got to be incredibly attractive but he's I, there I for at least one more year. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have to completely revamp that defense because it's fucking horrendous. Yeah, they'll they'll be looking to improve the defense, maybe make some big signings if there's any big free agents. Obviously, I kind of want Patrick Patterson to retire because it's just sad that he's on a defense like this when he was, like, the best defensive player in football Pat for, like, Patterson. four or five years. Patrick really Patterson. Just... <laughs> Sorry. Patrick Patterson, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I, I, no relation I got, to Cordero. I got my I got my NBA. No, nah, that's, that's, that's the NBA guy. Oh. <laughs> um, uh. Uh, uh, no, yeah, it just yeah. makes me sad. But yeah, go ahead, uh, yeah. No, no, you 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 hit it on the head. I mean, Kirk's going to be there at least one more year. Uh, I mean, they're still going to be a prolific offense. For, they're going to have Hawkinson, Jefferson. Uh, they, you know, I expect them to invest heavily into the defense. Depending what Green Bay does, I mean, they should be right back in the mix with the division. We know Detroit's going to probably uh, improve again next year, but these guys will still be in the mix and they'll do the usual. They'll, they'll be just good enough to maybe get in the playoffs and probably lose a first round matchup. So I'm just, co- you, you guys just pissed me off. Why? Like, like Drew goes, Pat, Pat, Patrick Patterson. I drop a Pat Patterson and you guys are, are referencing NBA players. Oh, I didn't hear you say Pat Patterson. You guys, I are, picked the, up you on guys that. are the two wrestling guys. Come uh, on, man. Hey, Pat Patterson's a good guy. I got to meet him uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania one weekend. Uh, he's a really nice guy. Uh, rest in peace, but he was a very Jeez. nice guy. I'm like, Pat Patterson. I'm like, are they, <laughs> are they seriously not commenting I didn't on hear this you. right now? Like, they're the wrestling. I'm like, I had to Google it real quick. I'm like, I'm saying yeah. the right guy. No, you said I? it right. The first intercontinental champion, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I apologize. I apologize. Um... But kudos to the Giants on that. Let's yeah. give them props. Let's give them props. Huge. He, our, our buddies were, like, so worried. Like, ah, you know, we're, everyone's picking us. We're not the underdog. Like, 
oh man it makes me feel it's like that's that's all fan stuff like that's that's for the fans man like yeah. i'm telling you these guys like the actual game i, I yeah, yeah like these guys are ready to go like do you think these dudes aren't ready to get like to go play football like yeah you know like all and all that talk what happened the, the again like i said the vikings defense couldn't make one couldn't make one like one energy stop to, to begin the game so like, before we move on um giants 54.3 million in cap space 40 million of that goes to Danny Dimes. Yeah, I Dimes mean, is going to get a deal. Well, here's the problem because you have to what's 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 Saquon cost to franchise? That's a good question. 18 Cuz you got the franchise. You got franchise one of them. Yep, that's true. Like there's no way Saquon's going to take a cr- I know he said he'll take like he'll take a team-friendly deal, but like how friendly now does that have to be? Cuz jo- Jones is I, told, I I said this 4 or 5 weeks ago. There's going to be a team that's going to throw some money at him based on what he was doing this year. Like, and it some, wasn't even – he's going to cost a penny now. He is. And he. And why he would just, he take a discount? Like, I, I, right. That's where, this, like, this, I, game, this game pretty much set him up pretty nicely here. For yeah, and back, again, it's cute to be like – franchise tag, $10 million. All right, Good okay. Way. So I didn't, realize, I, I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, so that's a good chunk of change. They can give Jones whatever whatever they want to. Um and, you know, great, yeah, it's like, oh, well, why wouldn't you want to stay with Dabble? It's like, yeah, like, listen, like, money money talks, though. Like, is he really going to turn down 60? If a team offered him $60 million, is is this is this guy going to be, who's who's never had a big payday, going to be like, nah, nah, that's right, I'm going to stay in New York for $60 million less dollars. Dabble pay, should trade for Minka Parsons. <laughs> Minka Minka. Par- yeah, do it. Ha- do have it. The, have the all Drew can't pronounce their name team. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, be so good. be so good. Um <laughs> All right, on to Sunday night, uh, another divisional. It was a lot of divisional games. Uh, yes, there Ravens was. going to Baltimore, or sorry, the Ravens going to Cincinnati. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think it came out Friday that he wasn't going to play, so we got um, we got Tyler Huntley. Uh, big. That was a big thing we talked about. We didn't really get into it a lot last po- podcast um, about is Lamar really hurt? Uh, how hurt is he? Is this like Jo? You said it perfectly. Is is Lamar? Uh, gonna be pulling a a senior uh, senior senior bowl game itis where he's just gonna you know not play the bowl game and go to the draft instead of risking uh, risking an injury uh, injury since he doesn't have the contract. Um, yeah, very interesting stuff. Uh, I I think we were at one point really leaning towards yeah he could probably play but he's probably just not because he doesn't have his contract extension so. I don't know where you two stand on that. I know, I know he sent out a tweet then revealing his injuries, but then yesterday or or maybe it was this morning, he Today. then like he yeah he put up he put up like an Instagram story that made it seem more like yeah I don't have like my, my money in the bank so I'm not risking injury. Like it was so weird. Like like the the you know, what he tweeted. Well, he basically said that if you when you have something good, make sure you treat it right. It'll treat you right back. I mean, he was just insinuating that if you guys paid me, maybe I would. I would. They offered Jo get the number again. Get yeah, they the did offer again. him a nice deal. They did. It was like uh, two hundred <laughs> million. <laughs> two forty-five, I think. One hundred and thirty guaranteed. Like they all. Like, right. like I, I hate this thing where it's like. They did like the Ravens him. didn't offer him a contract. Like they offered him. It's because they didn't. They didn't offer him a Deshaun Watson contract. They didn't. They didn't value. They didn't value or treat Lamar right. Like oh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned Deshaun. Come on, so, man. I saw a tweet, a, a conspiracy theory tweet, which I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but someone said, "Do you think the Browns just 
offered Watson that deal to throw a wrench into a division rivals. No. To be like, all right, this will fuck it up, and L- Lamar uh, will no. have they'll have to offer Lamar a big deal now, which I don't I don't Absolutely buy that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, the Browns. You know, you, know, you know why the Browns did that? Because they've had 19 different quarterbacks since 2002. That's right. why the Browns offered Deshaun Jackson that stupid contract. Also, I apologize for that f bomb. Oh, go! I don't, whatever. <laughs> sure does it all the time. I know. I know. Any hoodles? Um, yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but yeah. anyway, uh, thoughts on the game? Uh, you know, great. And great point. We were bagging on the Bills. Uh, Bengals didn't look great. Um, right. Burrow only you know two oh nine. Uh, only one touchdown. Um. 99.6 rating. I, I don't even like the rating. 23 of 32. Mick, I was surprised that Mixon wasn't at, wasn't used as much and wasn't as effective in this game. I was expecting Mixon, really? you know, I was expecting 20 carries out of Mixon for like 80, 90 yards. Um, nah, I, I, I thought I thought the Ravens were going to put the clamps on that. Yeah, did you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, divisional game playing for a third time. I mean, uh, these games are always are always going to be close. Like, look at all the other divisional games. Like, Buffalo and Miami was a good example. I knew that, you know, if the Ravens just kind of kept this thing close, it would be interesting. And, of course, we know what the key moment of the game was. I mean, and the crazy thing was that J.K. Dobbins, I don't know if you guys saw what he said afterwards. You saw his comments, right? Yeah, which, he, which he's now said it was taken out of context. Funny. Yeah. Fun, There's funny, nothing to take funny, out of context. Everybody's there. always taken out, out of context. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like, to take out of context. You literally said this, but no, nah, nah, you, guys, you guys are just taking he, it out of context. He basically did what you you rarely see guys do. He just came out, they should have used me more. Why is our quarterback doing a QB sneak? He's not ready for that. And if we had Lamar, we would have won the game. So pretty much just shit on his entire coaching staff. Um, obviously, the, yeah, the turning point was – I think it was a little too far for them to attempt that that sneak, but Collinsworth made a good point. He said, if you're going to do that, you should have your big guys up front. Don't have this new thing now that everybody's doing is let's load up guys behind the quarterback and push them in. Well, if you're going to do that, you shouldn't be jumping and trying to stretch the ball over the goal line. You should just be going straight ahead. So that was the dumb thing by Hunt. I don't know if that was a call that Huntley made on his own or the coaching it, it staff was. told that, him to do. That, that's an instinct thing. It probably like, was yeah. an instinctual like, play. Dude, but. like you, you got to realize you're you're at the two. Yeah. You're not you're not at the foot line. Like yeah. So uh, Sam, what's his name? Sam Hubbard. I forget his first name. But anyway, Cincinnati old, kid. Old mother. Yeah, old mother Hubbard, Cincinnati kid, the homegrown kid, the defensive lineman's dream. When I was playing football. I mean, this this would have been a dream of mine. A 98-yard fumble recovery for the <laughs> touchdown to ice the game. You never see that. You can, Longest you, playoff you, you, history. You, you can see as he was running, he's looking up at the big screen to see if right. anyone's behind him. Oh, right. Great. He's, like, looking like, oh, my God, like, am I going to run out of steam? But uh, what a play. That pretty much was the game because after that, the Ravens did get a bunch of three and outs on Cincinnati. I mean, they did a good job of – they just couldn't convert anything on offense. And they did get down there at the end, of course, and – uh, one of their receivers, Pro or Proch, whatever his name is, was inches away from his fingertips on getting that little that pass at the end there. But yeah. what I expected, Cincinnati would have pulled away with this one, and and now we're gonna sets up for probably one of the most exciting games of the playoffs. But what would you think, Jordan? This was an AFC North slugfest, right? Yeah, what well, wasn't surprised just because I said the Ravens defense. I just I knew they were gonna show up. That just yeah, that's just what they do. They've been good all year. Yeah. I mean, with Roquan, I mean, coming off the, the new deal, that I just, I just expected him to show out. Um, so no surprise there. Um, it, and honestly, kind of went exactly how I thought it was going, going to go. Um, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, 
I, I thought that they would – that's the one thing. I thought they would key in on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins would have the big game, but Jamar Chase would just, just showed up and balled out. He's he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, really uh, interested to see how Cincinnati does. Now, you know, I ex- fully expect this game next week to be kind of a shootout, I think, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then that took us to the game tonight. We're recording Monday right after the Cowboys-Buccaneer game. Another another game where we uh, we had some differences of opinion on the uh, on the, the first playoff uh, preview last week. Uh, Dallas goes into Tampa Bay, and they shellack. I guess that's more of an appropriate word for this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just whooped. They they just whooped Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, they, they you know, they, up yeah, This was the only non-competitive game of the whole yeah. weekend, pretty much. They're, they're up. They're up thirty-one-six at one point. Um, you know, it, it, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll say my piece. Like I, I, that's what I was trying to say last week. It's like, how does Dallas not win this game? Like Tampa Bay is not good. They're literally just playing on the nostalgia of Tom Brady. Had they not got to play Baker Mayfield early in the season, they probably lose that division. <laughs> and, like, for whatever reason, like, yeah, okay, I guess it's the offensive line. But, like, even the defense hasn't really been that good. And that, like, the defense was, like, sneaky why they won the Super Bowl um, two years ago. And, you know, what what was kind of their bread and butter. Like, yeah. even they were even they were bad. And, like, Dallas is just, like, if not if not now, when mode? I, it just, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't think Dallas would get I, – I thought Dallas would win by, uh, you know, by 10 points here. I didn't think they, you know, would be up again thirty-one-six at one point, um, but they were just firing all cylinders. Prescott four touchdowns, uh, a rushing touchdown. The real, you know, and momentum swings, and you know, you have a whole game left. But a really key point was Dallas goes down, scores a touchdown. You know, the Bucks get right back, um, right back in it, uh, march down the field, and then Brady throws. I think I Peyton Manning. I, I my thing like skipped, so I didn't actually get to hear what the stat was, but. It's got to be one of he's the never, few. Got to be few, one of the red few zone red zone interceptions he's ever he, thrown. In the yeah, they jinxed him. I mean, he no. As a Tampa Bay Buck, he never threw a red oh, zone okay. interception. His last red zone interception was in 2019 with the Patriots. So, gotcha. uh, okay. which was crazy. And yeah, uh, that I mean, you could probably key in on that and say, hey, it was seven nothing. Bucks were coming down. Would have made it seven seven. And from then on, that was it. I mean. Brady six nothing. Some, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas missed four. Six nothing. Yeah. If, if the Bucks, <laughs> if the Bucks score there, or no, maybe it was it was twelve nothing at that point because uh, I think it was twelve nothing, and then the Bucks would have came down, maybe scored a touchdown, cl- closed the gap a little bit, and maybe you have a game. But then Dallas kind of broke it open because Brady, and this is the thing, I, I I'm not even sure is is this game uh, more of a Tampa Bay has just been so mediocre, Brady. Has he really lost it, or is the team just that bad? They let, you know, their O line um, was bad. I think up so. All year. I, 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 is think it just a mediocre team, and Dallas just looked good because this team stinks? I or think, it, I think or, his inability, and I mean, he threw some passes. I think the fact that he's become so dependent, whether it's the line or, or him, the fact that like you know, throwing the throwing short passes and yeah, what, not a lot of deep shots. Make, yeah, like I think teams, I think teams are just easier to scheme around that now. Um, and, and you're not you're not worried, you know. More often than not, he's a little he's he's inaccurate on the deep ball passes. So right, Brady, I think it's, just, yeah. it's easier to defend against him. Brady's first loss against Dallas, he was seven and zero coming in in on this. A lot of a lot of factors uh, 
as they're showing Mike McCarthy dancing with a chain around his neck on ESPN, which is pretty funny. Oh, but uh, um, a lot of factors look at going into this were kind of favoring Tampa Bay, saying, you know, Brady ne- has never lost to Dallas. Dallas is one and five when they wear these blue uniforms. Uh, <laughs> Brady's uh, like nine and three when he's uh, an underdog. So, so it just ended up being that you know what, same much of the same old from Tampa all season. Very mediocre. Yeah. Lucky to get in the playoffs where a division winner had to get in there. Only thing for Dallas is uh, make sure you fix that kicking game up when you head to, to San. That was Fran pretty next wild week. for. That was the most exciting part of the game. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas yeah. kicker missed four out of five extra points. Right, which was crazy. Never seen yeah. anything like that before. It was so wild. Yeah, never, it was so never wild. seen that. Um, right. No, just just to add quickly, um, Drew, your analysis was never wrong, but like until Dallas actually pulled it together and Brady actually stumbled, I just was always going to go Brady over Dallas. Well, and it's not just you. Like so many people were like on the the Bucks. Thing. I'm like, I just Look, Dallas can't lose. Like I said. Your analysis wasn't wrong, yeah, but it's I Dallas. It. And, like, yeah, you, fair. You, you also went on a 10-minute tangent of how Dak Prescott chokes everything last episode. So like, Well, and plus, I mean, the first the first possession of the game, it's three Dak Prescott passes, incomplete passes. It's like, what, what are we doing here, Mike? What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, first quarter was pretty sloppy on both teams. And, by the way, winner, winner lose next week, McCarthy punched his ticket. He'll be back here next year. I No doubts. Oh, yeah. No doubts. Just one, um, just be, beating Brady punched his ticket today. Yeah, Amazing. And, the, and then, um, yeah, the kicker missing all those kicks was hilarious. So, uh, but that's yeah, all I got there. So good. But and, and more than anything today, I mean, because we're talking about Brady, uh, the defense was fucking terrible, absolutely horrendous. Dallas, Dallas just completely tore them to shreds. Um, in the middle of the field, like it, it was, it was just ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe just watching like the receivers just. Catch ball like wide open, like not. I don't know. Again, this Tampa that was like the thing. Like they they held their hat on here for a little bit was a good defense, and they were especially a Todd Bowles team, and they were awful. And uh, while while you guys were talking, I was just uh, Schefter just posted up a quick clip of Brady Brees press conference now at the end of the game. This is how he ended it. He pretty much said, "I want to thank uh, this whole organization, all the fans, all the media for welcoming me to your city. This is a great place to play." Uh, I haven't decided on my future. All those comments make me feel like he's going to keep playing football, but he's done with Tampa Bay. That's what it sounds like. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, understandable considering, you know, they got rid of the coach and everybody they cared about for him. And you Correct. Know, now he's just going to jump after after all that. So, pretty hilarious. Tremendous. And, yeah, for Dallas, I mean, capping off a really successful year. First road playoff win since 1992, which is crazy. They just – they never come up big in these spots. Like our buddy Kev was saying, he, he has never experienced a, a playoff game like this in a long time, and it means or recent memory. So uh, good on Dallas for continuing a successful yeah, even season. Even that, even that Seattle win in in 2019 was just like Seattle yeah. just they just refused to throw the ball with, and like and Russ was healthy. They just kept running the ball. It's like what are you what are you doing? And like Dallas right. didn't even play well. It's like the game is they Dallas is begging you to win this game, and like Carroll just wouldn't do it. So. Right. Pretty wild. Um, all right, next week, Saturday, Andy versus Doug, Mahomes versus Lawrence. Probably the most fascinating game. I I I know I know that the the Bengals Bills is going to be a barn burner, but I'm really fascinated by how Trevor Lawrence is going to show up after 
for this the highs and lows of of the four interceptions in the first half and then come you know leading the charge on the on the third greatest comeback uh in NFL playoff history going up against you know what's just the formidable opponent uh in the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes um you know obviously he's got to be better you can't turn you, like if you if you turn the ball over four times against the Chiefs you're done cuz they're going to score like they're going to score on you so you know if you're giving if you're spotting them uh 70 yards you're toast uh Ted, you're you're the you're the you're the big Jags guy. What are you uh, What are you thinking about this? <laughs> big one? Jags guy. Well, I mean, this game's on a Saturday. You just threw out the stat, right? You've been you've been you've been saying they were going to make the playoffs for the last three weeks. You said I they did. were going to win, so you're the I big Jags guy. Win. Yeah, I'm I, not, just, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think um, that's an outlandish statement. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying no. You're you're right. Giving uh, your agree. props, baby. I agree with you there. And again, you said this is on a Saturday. He's undefeated on Saturdays. Do they ride the momentum? I mean, Kansas City getting the break. Um, and what's the what's Andy Reid's record coming off a bye? Isn't he like undefeated? I think no. Nah, I think I think that finally snapped. He probably has one right. or two losses. But but he's like ninety for the longest years. time. Yeah, he's probably. Right. I bet you he's got a ninety-seven percent. He's got to have like a ninety. Yeah, somewhere in the ninety percent of coming off a bye. Yeah, the guy never loses. So I'm gonna my my head's just gonna pick this one. My heart wants to go with the Jags and say, hey, they they found something. Doug Peterson's got something going here. Trevor turned it around. He's arrived. It's a Saturday. He's undefeated on Saturdays, but you can't go against Andy Reid, Mahomes. Those imagine guys. Imagine if coming oh, sorry, off a bye in in uh, thirty one years, Andy Reid uh, is twenty seven and four coming off a of bye. Thank you, Jordan. Okay. Look at that. Listen, twenty seven and, so, and four. He, he was the first. The first year he lost after a bye week was the Dream Team season when that. Right. Which, yeah. Which yeah. yeah. Twenty seven and four off a of bye. So that's I include, feel, that's including him as a coordinator. That's so right. as a head coach. I'll, I'll see if I can find that. Which is pretty crazy. So, uh, listen, the Jags. I think I think that you know they'll they'll make it interesting at points in this game. But I think Kansas City's just and, and these two played earlier in this in the year, and I think Kansas City won pretty handily. And it was right after this game that the Jags actually started their run after they lost to Kansas City. So um, right. I think the Jags, they'll make it competitive. Uh, but like you said, if they turn the ball over, it's it's not going to be pretty. And the Jags fans should uh, be happy for what they got going here in the future because I think Peterson, Lawrence, these guys are going to be around uh, for for the foreseeable future. But Kansas City, I think, is just too good to not win this game. And if, if they lose it, it's just going to be a big shocker to me. How, how wild would it be? For Doug, Pe- that's why like some. It's always hard to like look at like some some coaching up and down. We were, you you were Teddy shared this create the crazy career of Nick Foles earlier today, and like right. <clears throat> people forget like how erratic he's been. They just remember you know the the one Super Bowl run. But how right. how wild would it be if with a backup quarterback, uh, Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl and and does it beating Brady and Belichick, and then in his first year coaching the worst team in the NFL next year were to go into Arrowhead and beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, that would be just insane. Just absolutely insane. Oh, man. Solidify Peterson as a a top head coach. And, I mean, Reid's – and, listen, like, Reid's Reid's coaching staff tree is tremendous. You know, we always – you know, Belichick's is horrendous. Like, Reid's – like, everyone that comes out of Reid's coaching staff ends up being really good. So, um yeah, I agree. I, I think the Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I, I probably would. I'm not going to say they're going to win handily, just because 
you got to give the Jags a little bit more respect after, uh, you know, the mental toughness they showed uh, last week. But, yeah, I, I do expect the Chiefs to, uh, I'll say, win comfortably on Saturday afternoon. I agree. J.O.? Um, I don't think it's going to be comfortable. I think I think it's it's going to come down to. Um, I think it's I, I think it's going to be within ten points all game. I like it. And I think the Jags, you know, maybe the Chiefs get out early and the Jags answer back. But I, I think I don't think this is one you're going to be able to turn off. Um, I'm looking and, forward to this. I did find uh, he's 19 and three uh, in the regular season as a head coach. Um, when you factor in playoffs, 26 and six, it's cu- so the winning percentage comes down a little bit. 11 and one at home uh, coming off the bye. Actually, 12 and one after factoring in this year at home off the bye. Cray uh, cray. Reed. So, yeah, I, I'd say I'd say. Uh, 10 ish and here let me shoot i had this damn it hold on i had i had the app pulled up um so over under on trevor lawrence let's say yards or let's say interceptions one and a half over i'll say over on that too yeah over um the spread is eight and a half at the moment for for the chiefs and i yeah i'd say it's that's a good number I'd say they win. I'd say they win by eight. That's that's fair. I'm with you on that. And I I doubt they have player props for the. Um, uh, maybe they do have play. No, they don't have player props yet. Um, I was gonna say if they had an over under on friggin' Trevor Lawrence's interceptions yet. Anyway, all right. Next game. Saturday night. In the city of brotherly love, Danny Dimes, Barkley, and the Giants coming to town. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, NFC East battle. Uh, they've played twice this year. The Eagles absolutely demolished them in New York. Uh, in Philly, they played the last game of the regular season. The Giants rested their guys. Uh, Eagles played their starters most of the game. Um, you know, much much closer. That the Eagles weren't as effective. Um, I don't think this is going to be a cake. Well, I'm 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 concerned about this game. Um, you know, the Giants the Giants are are hot. You know, their coach hasn't believed in themselves. And listen, the Jay, I I don't know what to make of Jalen Hurts. Like I I I don't take his performance in Week 18. I don't really read into it because I think they just had him out there just to make some throws to get back into the rhythm of playing. Um, I, they knew that there was a chance they could be playing the Giants in the second round, so they had a pretty vanilla playbook. I mean, they didn't really do anything at a at a um, you know at a at a at a the standard, I'll say. So like I, again, I don't the fact that it's like oh the Giants, you know, the Giants were in that with them with a bunch of second stringers. I don't really look at that, um, but you know, Lane Johnson, he he's expected to play. If he does, you know, I still don't know. But you know the the Eagles are the one seed, but they're banged up. They've you know they're a team. It's classic team where you want to be healthy at the right time. You know they're they're banged up at, at the wrong time. So you know and you know the one bad thing about their their defense has been giving up a lot, you know, way too much uh, in the passing game lately. But you know they they really struggled with with their stopping the run early in the season. Um, and with you know with with Saquon and and Dimes, I mean you know they got they got to be careful. It's a uh, 
it's one that they have to the, the Eagles can't be overlooking the Giants and thinking like breathing. I know a lot of like the media was like really pumped up that they ended up getting New York and not having to play the winner of Dallas and and Tampa um, on Saturday night. But you know, I I, I expect the Eagles to win. Um, I think it's I, I think it's going to come down to the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, and a lot of a lot of a lot of, a lot of Eagle fans are going to be uh, sweating bullets. Jail. I think Eagles run away with it. Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay. Smack them. Wow. All Bad. right. I feel. I feel. I feel even even more uncomfortable about the game now. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Teddy. Uh, look, the, look. The Giants put the clamps on. Well, they didn't really put the clamps on them, but they contained Justin Jefferson uh, on Sunday to the tune of what seven for forty-eight. You said they had him bracketed in coverage down the field the entirety of the game. So props to Adoree Jackson and uh, Xavier McKinney came back for them. So now you got a guy like A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith on the other side. You try to, you're try you going to try to bracket coverage on A.J. Brown. Maybe Devontae Smith's a guy that's going to be a key in this game for them, and and even Dallas Goddard. Well, and, and, uh, yeah, and I mean, and Devontae right? had the – Yeah, and, and Devontae, Devontae had, had the big, big game the first time, right? Yeah, the first time. Um, so, yeah, and Goddard so, – Yeah, and God, God, I mean, Goddard – I mean, Hawkinson just, you know – Right, so went crazy. So. If they're able to somehow contain AJ Brown, I don't know how you do that because he's he's an animal as well. He's a man beast. But, different um, and different types of players too. Like different type of player. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's going in the middle of the field. Like he's all right. He's more physical. Yeah, yeah, he'll JJ yeah. is more of a you know top speed down the field. AJ Brown on the other side, like you said, he'll he'll go over the middle of the field. He'll he'll take the contact and make the big catches. So if they are able to contain one or one or both of those guys. You still have to account for Jalen Hurts' running ability, and uh, like divisional games are always crazy, especially in the playoffs. We say it all the time. And again, this will be third. Eagles, Eagles beat them twice. This is third Eagles time. beat them twice. It, it always happens, but uh, I think the Eagles will. Will I'm like you, Drew. I think it's going to be a close one. Giants will definitely be in the mix here. They'll they'll have their opportunities, but I think the Eagles' defense is going to make Jones look like he's looked prior to you know. His coming out party here, okay. so I think I think the Eagles will edge it out. Um, give me maybe like a, I'm gonna say a four point victory. The the Eagles will win this one. What, uh, who who's the uh, Giants starting inside linebacker? Uh, well, oh, well, it doesn't Jay- matter what his name is <laughs> because the Eagles will lay it the smacketh well, down the Eagles, on the, the, Eagles. the Rudy Poo <laughs> candy asses. I the Eagles it. do I have the it. Giants killer on the roster, so. Yeah, the, uh, the boss the Boston Scott memes have just been on fire the Boston last twenty four hours. Baby. <laughs> over up. over half his career t- like seventy percent of his career touchdowns are against the Giants. It's pretty it's pretty up. insane. So, yeah, it all depend- point victory. Is wow. wow. Is is Jalen you know, is he's banged up. How hurt is he? Is the he, Eagles is- know this team, they know their weaknesses. They're they it's gonna be in Philly, they're fired up. Yep. Jalen is ha- they got the bye week to get healthy. It's 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 just gonna be a it's gonna be a route. They're right. seven and a, seven and a half point favorites. Here we uh, go. I was gonna say, do they? Yeah, I I I'll take the Giants. Uh, give me the points. Seven what's and the, a half what's, points. What's uh, what's the over under? Forty eight. The over under on the Chiefs Jags was fifty one and a half. By the way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I, I give me give me give me the uh... under and the and the Giants. Nah, give me the over on the Giants. 
Cowboys, I just got this alert. The Cowboys are going to work with Marr to find solutions uh, instead of look at potential replacements for the kicking game. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, yeah. All right, so that takes us to Saturday. Uh, I'm assuming Bengals-Bills will be the 1 o'clock game. It is. No, it's well. It's three o'clock and three, six three o'clock. o'clock. Oh yeah, three, three o'clock. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. be the three o'clock game. It is. Yeah, it's the first um, game of the day. Yes. Teddy, kick it off. Kick it off. Yeah, I, I've been saying it for a while now. I said if these two teams meet in the playoffs at any point, it's going to be the game of the postseason. To me, much like Kansas City and Buffalo, this is going to be similar to Kansas City and Buffalo last year. I think where it's just going to be haymaker after haymaker. Who's going to have the ball last? potentially even going to overtime where we might see these new overtime rules where both teams will get the ball. Um, I just think it's going to be that type of game, especially because Buffalo's defense really has not been the same since Von Miller went down. They're not, you know, they're very susceptible to the run game. So Mixon might, might uh, have some success here, but I fully expect Joe Burrow to be slinging it complete opposite of what he was doing here against Baltimore. And on the flip side, I also expect Josh Allen to go punch for punch uh, with with uh, with Joe Burrow, these are two of the best quarterbacks in the conference. Heavyweight quarterback battle. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. And that Orchard Park Buffalo is going to be jam packed. They're going to be rocking. This will definitely be the game of the weekend. May- maybe the entire playoffs. I think. Uh, what is it currently? Is Buffalo favored by three, three and a half? Do you have that number, uh, Jordan? By any chance? Five. Wow, they're favored by five. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I mean, that's okay. I think I think the Buffalo can win by six or seven by a touchdown. It's pretty much going to be whoever has the ball last. So uh, I think Buffalo will win a high-scoring game. Uh, I'm going to say 38. Uh, no, yeah, give me 38-31. Buffalo wins. Uh, the over/under is 50 and a half points, which seems criminally low. That seems low. I think it's going to be take the over in that. I think. Yeah, I expect that number to be closer to 55 by the end of the week. Right, I'm with you on that. So I, I think heavyweight quarterback battle, what more can you ask for? Bills with the win for me. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be hit the over. I think the Bengals eventually I, – I, I want to say that what my eyes were telling me on that Monday night game before it, stop, it stopped was that the Bengals were about to punch him in the face and and, and – run away with it it was only the first Uh, quarter though it was but i'll give buffalo the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be gamers but this is my prediction i don't know if it'll be go ahead or game ceiling one of the two mike hilton defensive takeaway maybe even defensive touchdown former Steeler, right former Steeler. He he's been a, a big play after big play for them. He he I know can't remember if it was the last game of the season or the playoff game that he had to take away, but um, he's gonna do it again. T- he's gonna take take it away from from Josh Allen somehow. I don't know if it's pick or fumble recovery or whatever. Mike Hilton's gonna make one of the key, if not the key, plays of the game. I got I got the Bengals rolling on. There you go. Playoff Joe. Drew? I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I've i been uneasy about the Bills since, like, week four. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on them. I thought that, I thought coming into the year there's a lot of pressure on them. I know everyone thinks because Josh Allen's young, like, their window as a team is, is just huge. 
you know, I think I think it's harder to 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 sustain that, um, you know, that decade of dominance. Uh, we'll uh, we'll say, <laughs> um, than than we make it out to be sometimes with these young quarterbacks. Uh, and I don't know. I just I just uh, until until I see Burrow look fa look you know look uncomfortable and Jamar Chase not come up with big plays. I'm I'm not betting against the Bengals. So, uh, I don't I think I think it'll end up I, I think they'll end up winning by like 3 or 4 points. I I don't think it's going to be um you know, I I don't think it's going to be like a 7, you know, a 7 point score or anything like that. I think it's going to be real close. And whether you know, whether it's the Bengals, whether it's Bengals up 10 and then a field where a touch late touchdown gets it in there or whatever, but um yeah, I think the Bengals going to roll roll to the win. Okay. And then Teddy, sir, six six o'clock. I, I'm I'm nervous for you. Niners Cowboys bang, bang, in Niner San game. Francisco. I gotta say, I classic. Matchup. I mean, listen, yeah, classic, 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 classic NFL matchup. battle here. Uh, and I mean, a re- rematch from last year. Obviously, rematch. last year the laugh, the you know the you know the laugher of uh, of the playoffs was Dak uh, with no timeouts doing a QB draw up the middle of the field <laughs> with, right. with time expiring. Great, great but, memory. Yeah, so great. It was that was the Nickelodeon game, right? Was that the no, that, no, no, no. It was I, actually maybe it was. You might have been right. I think it was the Nickelodeon play. I think they had it on the Nickelodeon playoff game too. They yeah, because they because yeah. they put the slime on McCarthy. Yeah, afterwards. they did. Yes, um, yes, yes. Um, I, I, I mean, I picked the Niners all year to win the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to change now. But I. I'm feeling the Cowboys in this game, man. I, wow. I don't know why. Like, damn, what? <laughs> it's pretty nuts, man. Like, I, I obviously Shocker. I'm gonna like I, I don't know. I feel like the Cowboys. I feel like they're gonna pull this out, and and it might just be my that I've ha- I got three Cowboy friends that I have to keep talk. I keep talking to them. I'm like, if they don't win this year, where you have you know you in theory you have a team that's been together for what for that core four or five years now. Twenty since 2016. I mean, Dak got there in 16, right? Um, yeah. you have a healthy quarterback. You've got health. Every, you know, I know they, they lost some defensive guys today, but listen, Mika, Mika, Mika Parsons didn't get hurt. Uh, you know, <laughs> Diggs is trash, but whatever. He didn't get hurt. Like, like, like Parsons didn't get hurt. So he's there. Like he you got have, a little like, dinged up. He did get dinged up today. Yeah, he's he, fine. Um, but like you have, you have a, you have the situation where you have, you know, the one seed that was the best team in football year. Their MVP quarterbacks hurt, and their and their second best player, who's their you know all pro offensive lineman, is hurt. You know you have a third string, you have a third string quarterback with the Niners. You have the Giants that you know they've been winning on on just sheer just belief in themselves. And again, then you had the ghost of Tom, like the nostalgia of Tom Brady. It's like you're like you're set up perfectly here to get to the Super Bowl. Outside to take away the the whole like oh they're the Cowboys thing and you know they haven't done it since nineteen ninety three like that's just I, maybe that's what it is I'm just like if you don't win this year or get to the Super Bowl like yeah how do you not just blow it up like how do you not just try to get some asshole to trade you for Dak get rid of McCarthy like I just I don't get it like and maybe that's what it is but I I'm feeling the Cowboys but how are you feeling uh look Dallas is a talented team let's not take away the the season that they had. There was points during the year that they looked like they were the best team in the conference. They were the best team in football. They just had a, they hit kind of a rough patch, uh, you know, in the third quarter of the season, and and they hadn't looked really good. They looked kind of sluggish 
those last couple seasons, uh, last couple weeks, and Washington punched them in the mouth in Week 18. Maybe that's what they needed, and to have that the, ga- the type of game they had tonight, you know, a kind of a runaway. Dak five accounted for five touchdowns, which was huge for his confidence, because we know how he gets in the red zone and uh, you know he he starts making uh, mistakes, thrown interceptions. So the key to this game, if if you're saying that Dallas is going to win this, the big key is going to be. Uh, getting in Brock's uh, face, uh, you know, getting him under pressure, making him throw interceptions and bad throws. It's something we haven't seen Brock do since he's taken over the quarterback job. He's he hasn't really thrown too many turnovers. He hasn't too you know he hasn't thrown too many bad passes. Uh, he's he's 13 touchdowns, four interceptions since he got in there. So if Dallas is going to win this thing, Micah Parsons is going to have to make his life a living hell. Guys like Diggs are gonna have to step up, make some interceptions, and that's how you that's how you beat the 49ers. Get get some turnovers and convert those turnovers into points. I just don't see where where are you slowing down the 49ers with with their weapons. I'm, you know what I mean. Like if you get Debo well, out in space, we I don't I don't, know, I don't know if we I don't know if we t- I think we did talk about it on the pod last week or maybe it was just a group text. But like you're the big uh, like numbers numerology guy, whatever that is. Right. Uh, our buddies pointed out that Dallas all season has had this pattern where they win four games, they lose two games. They win four games, they lose two yeah, games. I, they win I, four I, games, I they lose two games. <laughs> and this tonight, tonight's one, three more gets into the Super Bowl, and they right. get their four. They the pa- that pattern would actually hold up to end the sure. year if it happens. That, that that's cute and all. I mean, I I buy into look that that's cool. I look. At I like your con- I'm, well. I'm glad that you're con- like I don't want to see Dallas win. I, yeah. I don't. I you know. My thoughts, a, yeah. yeah, my thoughts were, obviously, I think Minnesota would have been the easiest uh, team to get through. Obviously. But out of, the, out of the three that were worst, remaining. Worst, yeah. worst team in the playoffs. Yeah, out of the three that were remaining yesterday, I said, listen, I, Niners already beat Tampa Bay pretty handily. And, I'm, and I think we could beat Dallas. We did it last year. This defense is even better than it was last year. I, I think and the that's going to be the key right there. Uh, are we gonna Are we gonna force Dak into the turnovers? I think CD Lamb is is gonna have a game still. He'll he'll have a pretty decent game. Uh, shutting down the run, right? That's what the Niners do best. They only allow eighty yards, uh, seventy seven yards per game rushing. So, containing Zach, uh, Zeke, and Pollard is gonna be key to that. So I'm I'm still feeling feeling confident. I think it'll be a very close game, and I think the Niners are just gonna pull it out. I I, I don't see how. The Niners are gonna let up here with a, with another home game. To be honest with you, so I'm feeling pretty. I'm still feeling pretty confident. Okay. Um, for me, I I think the way. So there's there's two ways to beat a hot qu- quarterback. One, you blitz them. Mm-hmm. Get in their face. Two, you drop back, try and throw a bunch of different kind of zone man mixes at them and confuse them and make them sit back there forever and everybody's cover and they got nothing to do with the ball um i I think for for brock purdy i think if you sit back you're just gonna let all the playmakers get into pockets and space and and you'll be on your heels and it's gonna be game over i think what they gotta do is number one they gotta shut down the run easier said than done but you got to stack the box, crash the line of scrimmage, and which is going to force your guys on the outside and in the slot to go man to man. 
and you I think what you what in that man to man you got to play you got to play press man to man that way you birdie Purdy can't just get the ball out super quick and so if he has to hold it that extra second and a half now your guys that are crashing the line of scrimmage got to get in Purdy's face and allow your big playmakers to make plays which will leave you susceptible to the big play but the Niners kind of you know whether it's Debo or Kittle or whoever already make big plays anyway so you might as well live by the sword die by the sword try and get in the young quarterback's face try and you know crash the line of scrimmage and, and play press man coverage that's what I would do but I kind of lean that way always anyway um that's You're what I would leaner. do if, um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm well bit, said uh, Jordan I'm a big press coverage guy. That, that's that's what I would do if I was Dallas. I think, right. and the thing is, I think they have the personnel to do it. They Not do. that they have these like awesome cover corners, but they have big play guys. So they no. they, they they blitz well. They they are really good at takeaways. Um, yeah, that's the so key for them. The takeaways. I, I, I think that's how they beat a Brock Purdy. Is is crash the line, stay gap, you know, gap disciplined. Try and minimize what McCaffrey's doing, which honestly, that's how you beat a blitz is you circle a guy like McCaffrey out of the backfield right behind the, the, the crashing line and linebackers, and then it's off to the races. Um, yeah, well, well said and all that. I, and I, 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 think, I think that's what Dallas should do, but it's McCarthy, so who knows. <laughs> and, on, and then on the other side, look, run the ball. Give, give the Niners limited possessions. So yep. that way when it's like, Okay, shove it down their throat on defense. Take the ball, grind it out on defense. Nine-minute drive. Give give them the ball back. Three and out after you you shove it, you know, right down the middle of the line again. Go for another nine-minute drive. Kick a field goal or get another touchdown. Next thing you know, Niners are like, shit. There's three minutes left in the half. We've had two or three possessions. And we haven't had anything going, and like that's how you got to beat them. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if McCarthy has that in him. It's, it, you, no, you, you nailed everything on the head. That well, well said. Uh, and the Niners aren't a team that are built to actually play from behind. That that's what. So what you just said is key. If Dallas can get the long drives, get a couple scores, and and limit the Niners' possessions, and if they get up ten plus points, they have well, well at least with Jimmy Garoppolo, they have not been a team that is built to play from behind. We haven't really had to see it with Brock Purdy because it. It's only ha it really hasn't happened. Even in the game against the Raiders, where it was kind of a shootout, it, it was kind of a one-score game back and forth. It wasn't like a double-digit lead. So we we haven't seen these Niners face any double-digit deficits since their loss to Kansas City in this 11-game win streak. They haven't faced that adversity. So if if what happens if what Jordan is saying happens. It's going to be interesting to see is Brock Purdy the type of guy that can lead a team back. That's what we're going to really know about him, you know, because he's playing great. But get down double digits, can you come back? So the key there is, is what Jordan just said. Um, and convert on the other side of the ball, I think yep. the Niners actually don't blitz. I don't think they have they don't. to. Because, they don't need because, to, yeah. Because they're D-line, which means they could put more guys in coverage, which I think actually plays – well against a Dak Prescott who is a good is a good passer good good pocket quarterback but you well, know if he, he the longer he stays in the pocket I think actually favors the defense oddly enough the if Niners he, if, if, if Dak is in rhythm that's a dangerous Dak Prescott if he's back definitely. there 
searching, guessing, fourth, fifth reads. Not that he can't do it, but like I, I think that's where you know they they got everybody downfield covered, and then you know Bosa bearing down on Dak. I, I think that's where the Niners win. And and the Niners corner, they're they're back. You know their secondary is really their weak spot. So. That's exactly key, what you're saying. If, if uh, the front four can get the deck fairly quickly, uh, you know, that's that'll be key right there. And, look, if Dallas does somehow find a way to limit what McCaffrey's doing or bracket Debo and, and shut him down, the key to this game, and he's been under the radar all year, he had his first 1,000-yard season, Brandon Ayuk making big catches all season long. No one's really talking about him, but he's been the go-to guy in those situations. He's been the outlet for Brock Purdy. The chemistry is there. And then George Kittle is another guy that I expect. He's, I think if you look at his career numbers against Dallas, he's been, he's been pretty good. So, uh, you know, if Debo, gets lim- if Debo or McCaffrey get limited in any way, shape, or form, I expect one of those other two guys, Kittle or Brandon Ayuk, to be the guys that step up. So it's going to be a fun game. This, this is going to be a really fun one to watch, I think. Classic 90s NFL battle here. Niners are four-point favorites over under 46. That might okay. actually be that might actually be an under. Um, that, it could that's, be. That's going to be right there. It's going to be like 23-20. So 24-17, something like that, right? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be right there. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm obviously taking the Niners. So um, yeah, man, this is this is going to be a fun one to watch. All, all these games, and I always say it. Uh, to me, the divisional round of the playoffs is the best round. Of, is the best weekend of the football season because you usually get the eight best teams. You got the teams that are coming yep, off the bye. You buys. said it last year too. Yeah. You yeah. I, I've been. I've always said it as a football fan. And look, this wild card weekend was much better than I expected. There were some games here that I thought were going to be duds this weekend, and for the most part, the underdogs all led in led in all these games this weekend in every single game. So or or out, outright won them like Dallas. Well, underdog four or five match if you want to call that an underdog, but. The, the teams that weren't expected to win led at points, various points in these games. So exciting wild card weekend, but I think this divisional round is going to have a lot of really good games, and I, I can't wait to watch it. Drew, you, you still with us? Yeah, man. I was just, dude, I was taking in all this. Uh, that's why you guys are the football guys, man. I'm just the host. <laughs> I was, I was like, out. is he sleeping? I'm just taking no, it all Jordan in. broke no, I, it listen, down pretty well there with the, with I, the defense. I have, I, have, I have no – I have nothing other than just my question, if not now when, as to why I – again, why I'm, I'm leaning Dallas a little bit here. But um, It's okay. And before we sign off here, I will say that um, one of the darlings of Wild Card re- Weekend was the Mandalorian preview. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So, beautiful so good stuff. Monday night. Oh, can't wait. Coming out in March, baby. Let's go. Listen, I don't watch Star Wars, but uh, that trailer actually got me a little excited too. I don't even watch. I don't even know what's going on. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Felt I mean, in your plums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, listen. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess you gotta know a little bit. We got. You gotta know the the P's and Q's of the uh, the Star Wars universe to get it. Yeah, isn't it? There, uh, what I wanted to text my one friend who's a big Star Wars guy too. He's like, "Oh, did they show the trailer yet?" I'm like. Dude, how many of these Star Wars things are they putting out here? But then I realized it was The Mandalorian because I know that's yeah. just like a side well, show. Well, we said it in the regular pod. There's like seven or something. This it's well, and they have, I mean, Disney, I mean, they got a whole network. I mean, it's a whole streaming service. At they this point, get, if I wanted to start watching the Star Wars universe, I'd have to spend about, you know, three days watching all this stuff. Uh, more than that. More yeah. than that. Like, so, like three yeah. weeks, three months. 
But it was six movies or nine movies. I could have done that. To be fair, I mean, depending on who you ask, you only probably have to watch six out of the nine movies to really, really have to because some people, some people will tell you don't bother with the prequels. Some people would tell you don't bother with the last three that came out. But if you watch six movies, The Mandalorian, Rogue One, and um, Andor, that's really all you gotta watch. Like, is there anything else really worth watching, Jo? You um, liked Boba Fett, but like you don't really need to watch Boba Fett. I like. I mean, he loves it all, man. I, I'd I'm just saying for a guy like Teddy, that's got to you know put his put his uh you know put put his toesies in the pool. <laughs> I I'd say I'd say you gotta watch at least ten movies. Ten and... movies. Uh, I I would just say watch one watch one through one through three. Um, Rogue the original, One, th- the and, original then four, three, and then right? four to six, yeah. yeah. Well, four to the original three are episodes four, four through to six. six, yeah. Yeah, so one to three, yeah. That and then uh, Rogue One, and then four to six. Hey, like, what do you? Of... Don't... Yeah, go ahead. Now, as I said, like you don't what what in the when the last three movies do you have to watch to enjoy the Mandalorian? No, or okay. understand. Yeah, the Mandalorian? I understand. I understand what you're saying now. I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. Like he doesn't have to be. A, he doesn't. He doesn't have to go full Star Wars nerd and friggin' you know watch all te- watch watch the three movies to see what happens to Ray Skywalker. You know. I I I, I yeah. Yeah. Right. Tangent. My bad. Well, it's all good. All good. Well, speaking, guy, of, guy, speaking of six, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have to watch the Bad Batch. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. But yeah. Speaking, speaking of, six, of six, I was gonna say six and zero oh in my picks this week. I'm I, I was gonna say we. Uh, Jo officially uh, his entire Super Bowl is is out. <laughs> After one week, uh, <laughs> what what was his NFC side again? What was it? Tampa Char- Bay, Tampa, oh, okay. Bay, Tampa Bay versus the Chargers. Uh, so right. you're out. Uh, Teddy Teddy got all six right, so he's in the lead with six. I have five points, and nice. Jo Jo had three. Safe right. safe safe to say you're going to be shelling out some cash here, Jo. Uh, I did not disappoint. Uh, this is this is my standard. <laughs> you went you went you went you went bigger went home, man. That's it. So uh, I love it. Me, our we're we're basically Ted. We're basically going to come down to the uh, the Bengals and the uh, the Bills. The Bills, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So whoever wins that game, that's pretty much yeah. Because we have the same we have the same. Well, if NFC you get champ- that right, then we're tied, right? I mean, then we'll be tied. Well, I'm just saying, like we have the same NFC champion. We have the same NFC championship game. Right. And the same – well, the points go up each round. Now, up, it's, now right. you get double. So, like, yeah, we have the same NFC championship game, the same NFC rep, and the same Super Bowl winner. So oh, the yeah. only the only difference is this Bills-Bengals this Bills Bengals game. Because if I, I have I have the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. So RBT if they lose, I'm done. Like, I don't – it's not like I have the Chiefs to then, like, bank on. Right. So we're going we're gonna to be done after the, the second week. Good stuff. All right, boys. Look, All right, you guys ready to wrap this up? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, man. All right. Coming, coming in hot. Everyone, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Any given Sunday, you're either going to win or you're going to lose.